Due to the Current Situation, a podcast about the art world, friendship, and everything in between. I'm Whitney Lamora, curator, producer, and immersive artist. And I'm Denise Young, relational artist and curator. And in this week's episode, we're talking all about creative blocks. Uh-oh. I know. But before we get into that, how you doing, my friend? Oh, you know, hanging in. Should we start with a weather report? It's sunny and beautiful. Boop, 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 boop. It's hot. And I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be honest with the pod and I'm going to be honest with you. When I was out getting coffee this morning, I'm like, am I tired of this heat? Maybe a little bit. But I like to be wearing my cute new, it's just because I bought a new jacket. It's because really. you bought a new jacket. That's truly the only reason. It's because I bought a new jacket. I want to get, I, you know, I get so excited about my fall fits and then six months into wearing those fall fits, I'm like, get me out of these clothes. So this is purely clothing motivated. I took I took my new jacket to dinner the other night. We ate outside, couldn't even wear it, you know? So yeah, took my flannel on the roof last night and was like, don't even need this. Don't even need this. Um, yeah, we both bought new <laughs> jean jackets last week, which is cute. Super cute. Um, yeah, yesterday I was outside for work for like most of the day and I was like, wow, it is quite warm out here. What were you doing? I was hanging out with some students at uh, Columbia University. Mm, that's fun. You were just yeah. chilling all day. Chilling all day cool. on campus and it was cool, but it was very intimidating to be around so many cool art school Gen Z students. I was like, wow, I you all look like you came from a magazine. Oh, well, did you tell them about your art podcast and how you're very popular and you've been flown uh, to multiple states to perform? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I was hanging out with a person who won an Emmy, so I felt really cool. So a student who's won an Emmy? No, another staff person. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Did they were they carrying it with them? Is that how you I knew? wish they were carrying her? I wish that she just carried her Emmy with her everywhere. Respect. If I ever get an Emmy, I'm going to make it into a necklace. Like a flavor flavor necklace or like a smaller necklace? Uh, the full Emmy. So oh, the full yeah. Emmy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to damage the Emmy. No, no, no. What did she win an Emmy for? She was in like a, she had a voiceover part in a, I think it was like a short. Wow. To win an yeah. Emmy for a voiceover. That's fucking awesome. Isn't that dope? Yeah, it's so dope. I want to throw her a party. So I'll let you know what happened when it happens and you can come. What kind of party? Like a, a congrats, you have an, you have congrats, an Emmy? you have an Emmy party. <laughs> okay. Well, the Emmy has to come to that party. So I'm not coming if the Emmy is not present. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, I, you know, this is a, this is a very funny week. We, we have a, we just have so much family descended on the city. <laughs> um, your family was just in town, mm-hmm. like every shore uh, family member that's ever existed and has been in town. Um, and because everyone, uh, so we have a family member, Victoria, who lives in Austria, uh, who is Zoe's aunt. Um, she comes in, I mean, we haven't seen her since pre pandemic. And so she and her kids and her partner came in for the last few weeks and all of the siblings were coming in like one by one to spend time with her because again, lives in Austria, never get to see her. Um, and everyone, there was only one crossover day where all of the, all four siblings uh, were in town together. And we decided to 
capitalize on that situation. And we threw a, a little get together as a celebration of everybody being together and uh, our engagement. So we did that on Tuesday and, you know, having a party on a Tuesday, getting turned up on a Tuesday is a move. So it was a move. <laughs> I kind of feel like we've been in recovery all week. Um, it was really hard. Poor Zoe had to get up and just like rock it into work the next day. And whew, we were not in good shape. Um, but it was so fun. And yeah, it was just a little celebration with, with fam and a few friends and it was, it was great. So it's been, it's been a really, a really great week. And then my brother's in town. I'm going to see him this weekend. Uh, family is starting to peter out, uh, go back to their, to their either countries or States where they came from. Um, <laughs> and we're going into Labor Day weekend. And like, I just, I feel a little depressed, uh, because we never get three day weekends in our industry, but, um, do you get a three day weekend? Do you get Monday I mean, Monday's off? kind of my day off. I'm like, has deemed it my day off in the week <laughs> because I, I work so much on the weekends too, with like going to art shows and doing meeting people and stuff. And so I tried to kind of keep Monday a little bit sacred too. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I'll move my, I have so many meetings. I have like meetings on Tuesday that are just regular. So I can't also take another day off. Yeah. Well, we're in the weekend now. I mean, you're kind of working right now, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully you get to chill. Um, yeah, cool. Well, what's, what's going on with you? What's new with you? What do you have to share with the pod? I know. I'm so excited. Actually, tonight I'm going to the Heaven Gallery Art Benefit that we talked about last week. So it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 90s themed. So I have to get my 90s outfit together. I really want a black choker to wear. So I got to go. I got to go find that. Okay. I mean, it's it's very hip right now. There's so much 90s uh, fashion that uh, that's that's super in at the moment. So I'm sure it'll be uh, easy-ish for you to find. Yes. Um, what else has been going on? I've just felt like I've been running around getting stuff ready for Midwest Fair. Midwest um, Fair. Wow. Can you imagine? By the, time by, the, by the time this drops, it'll be done. It'll be done, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk a little bit about what we're doing for Midwest Fair? Yes. We're doing a really cool performance that's going to be awesome called Advice Encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, that's it. <laughs> Come and, and talk to be us this for cool advice. conversational piece. Yeah. And Whitney's performing figurines and I'll finally get to see it. It's happening. I'm closing out. I'm literally closing out the festival, <laughs> which is, you know, it's scary. Am I going to take my pants off in front of a bunch of strangers? Probably. Um, but yeah, uh, again, you know, I had a mini burst of confidence applied for it. They said they gave it to me. And then I was like, oh, man, do I want to do that? You know, so that's that's where I am right now. But it's happening. So, yeah, I think uh, we I'm really excited to see this. I, it's going to be massive. I mean, I just it's like multiple floors. The, the layouts are insane. It's just again, by the time this drops, it'll already have happened. But we are going to do um, a Midwest Fair bop around episodes. So we're going to take some time. We're going to take, we're going to work in like periodic breaks. I think for our performance, we can actually go and experience um, 
the the fair itself. There's so many performances, there's so many galleries, um, and from all over the Midwest, it's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. It's going to be super cool. And a lot of our friends are going, which is really exciting. So I think it's going to be a cool like reunion of people. Not that we don't, I mean, we see them often, but all of our like art friends will be there, which is awesome. And I'm very excited for our jumpsuits and for our little wall that we have. Speaking of, speaking of shirking responsibilities, I don't know that we did speak of that yet, but Wednesday morning I was supposed to come and paint with you and I, I could not, I was, I was, my favorite text was I am unwell. (laughs) (laughs) No, hello. No, hi. Just, I am unwell. (laughs) That's all I could muster. It's, it's, it's all I could get out. I just needed you to know early. I wanted to give you enough <laughs> runway to make a decision as, as to what we were going to do. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I could not hold up my end of the responsibility. So Denissa very graciously stepped in and painted our wall for us. So we're continuing. I think it would have been really, that wall is kind of flimsy. So I think it would have been hard to have two people painting on both sides anyway. Oh, well, then it worked out for the best. Uh-huh. Yes. I need to actually go back in probably tomorrow, today or tomorrow, and just make sure that I'm so <laughs> true confessions. I'm really bad at house painting and I it's sometimes patchy. So I gotta okay. go in and make sure it's not patchy. It's okay. I always feel like pat or uh painting is always such a more fun idea. Oh, it's like way a- more fun idea. And then you start to do it and you're like, oh my gosh, this room is huge. Yeah. Or you're like, yeah. You're like, I need how many coats? get out of here. No, I'm like, and then I never know how much paint to buy. So I only bought like a quart of each color and I used on your side, the whole quart, I think already Mm. And on my side, which is like darker blue. I only use like half the can. So we'll see. Interesting. And then the power went out on my studio and I was like, I tripped a breaker and (gasps) this, I I guess the assistant upstairs, like didn't know how that works. So she's like, I'll call the electrician. And then this man next door was like, Oh, maybe we can just, do you know where the circuit is? And I was like, yes, I do. But I'm going to admit, I don't, I'm afraid of electrical boxes and I don't know anything about them. So he was like, yeah, you just press this button. And I was like, Oh, great. The lights are back on. I sat in the dark for 30 minutes for no reason. (laughs) Well, now, you know, the more, you know, now, you know, I know I was just painting in the dark with my flashlight though. It was awesome. Cute. Well, thank you so much for your dedication and everyone who comes and sees us. Um, again, this is dropping after it's done, but if you didn't compliment the paint job on the wall for our performance, um, we're no longer friends. <laughs> Truly. Uh, we do have a little bit of an announcement too uh, with the episode coming up around Midwest Fair. Um, we are going to use that as our season one Enter. Womp, That's what we're doing. Womp. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. This is a good decision. I'm very grateful, but at the same time, I know all of our dedicated listeners are going to be very sad mm-hmm. that their Wednesday morning routines will be off for a little while. Yeah, we're just going to take a break for a few weeks between seasons. Um, I'm going on vacation. We need a little vacation, uh, and. Yeah, so we'll we'll just be away for a few weeks, and then we're going to uh, recalibrate, uh, plan out season two, start recording, and go into the fall season with a new with a new season of due to the current situation. But hey, like, what did we say? 14, 15, How many episodes? 16. 
16 episodes for a first season in a row is uh, enough. So <laughs> we did we did a thing. We did a thing and I can't wait for season two. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go out with a bang with our Midwest experiences and whatever that looks like. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for being on this ride with us. We've got, we'll have uh, one more episode after the, two more episodes after this. So a regular episode next week and then the following week will be Midwest Fair. But we'll take a, a little break and, you know, you can either, if you've already listened, you can re-listen um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, if you're, if you're new to the pod, you've got plenty of time to catch up. Yeah, which is awesome. So it's going to be a great break, a little okay. fall a little fall break. We're just going to be sipping pumpkin spice lattes and our new jean jackets. <gasps> yes. All right. Uh, should we jump into today's topic? Let's jump in. I just, I was thinking about creative blocks. I don't think I'm technically in one. I think <laughs> I just think about them a lot. <laughs> okay. Tell me what you mean by technically in one, like what I think maybe a, a good place to start is, is how do you, how do you know, or how do you recognize that you're in a creative block? Yeah. I think when you're just, I think I, I don't feel creatively. Mm, I should have thought through this a little bit more, but I'm going to say a word that's going to maybe make people uncomfortable. I feel a little creatively constipated as in like, I have a lot in me and I'm ready to let it go, but I haven't had a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, That's different than a creative block. I think it's truly that I haven't had time in the schedule and my studio has been a mess and it's been like the end of summer and I'm trying to just be a hot girl in summer, soaking up all of that in Chicago. And yes, but I think creative blocks, I think, you know, you're in one when you have time and space and you're in the studio and you have like nothing to give and you're just like, I can't produce anything and you're nothing is fun or you start ideas and then they don't go anywhere. Um, Which like we talked about in the failure episode can, I don't know. It's not something that's like when you try and then the idea doesn't flow well it maybe isn't necessarily failure, but like a learning situation. But even when those things start to like, you're not learning anything or you can't go anywhere. I think those can be equated as creative blocks for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, when you pose this question, I thought a lot about the failure episode as well. Um, and, you know, I thought a lot about, you know, I brought, I brought up, I've brought up previously, like the, the one, like very specific, like creative block period that I had when we launched into quarantine, um, when I literally saw the black box in my brain and my therapist was like, don't you think your brain is trying to protect you from the pain that you just experienced from losing all your creativity? And I was like, probably. Um, but (laughs) you know, I've not really had that knock on wood since and, and hopefully, um, never again, but I think, you know, when I was trying to define a little bit of the period that I'm in right now, I landed specifically for me on that. I also don't think that I am in a creative block, but I think I'm in a creative burnout. Um, Mm. and so I have just, I've been really struggling at the moment with like, almost like manic 
creative energy and um, ideas and like stimulation and excitement, you know, a lot of it having to do with Dorothy reopening and how much possibility there is in Dorothy and how at the moment, knock on wood and hopefully continuing on everything that Dorothy touches, like turns to gold. I mean, we sell out every single fruit salad. We just sold out drinking and dragons. We're only a few tickets away from selling out our first burlesque show. And I haven't even posted it on Instagram. Like, you know, it's, that makes me like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But then I have, you know, a couple of projects, one project that's, that is supposed to be coming up in October that I have really been like working kind of like mentally and a little bit toward all year that I just can't seem to make happen um, for a variety of reasons and have had to face myself a little bit in the last week with a lot of like questions that are really hard to answer. Like, do I push through this? Do I not want to do it? do like what, what's holding me back? Like what, you know, a little, and so, and then you look to outside sources, right? Like I asked Zoe, I was like, I need you to tell me if I need to like kind of bear down and like go, or if I need to step away from it. And I'm like, and I don't even know which one I want you to say, you know? So that's really difficult. It's so hard. Um, and especially when other people are involved, but not really, um, you know, like right now there's, probably a couple people I'm going to let down if I walk away from it, which I think I probably will. Um, that's hard too, you know, and, and not knowing how to, uh, how to kind of get past that. So in thinking of, of, uh, putting my list together today, it's a little bit of creative block and creative burnout. Um, and, and what we do from there. So, um, so yeah, so since you brought this topic to us, is there anywhere that you want to start? Yeah, I guess I, the one I wanted to start with is like during a creative block. And now that we've brought out burnout, what do you do to recover? Or like, how do you get back into being creative again? Mm. I think that's where I, that's where I kind of made a list where I was like, this is what I do. I think to be re-inspired to gain back some creativity or some, yeah, energy to get back into the studio to create again to like be re-enchanted I think I get disenchanted and re-enchanted by art a lot Mm. and so I'm like sometimes I call it too like when the barn doors are open versus when the barn doors are closed and I think in a studio practice at least for me there's a lot of times where the barn doors are like swinging open and closed like so open is like when you are letting people in to see what the work or you're like researching or you're going out and then the binders are closed when you're like in the studio kind of working alone by yourself to get the work done. And I think that's such a great practice of having time to do both. Um, and so I think now I'm in like a, I don't know where I'm at barn doors wise, but I think, (laughs) I think a lot about that metaphor of the, the doors swinging wide open and what I do when I, yeah, can't seem to close the doors to work on something, I'm often like out and about or yeah, I wrote down like when I'm in a creative block, I like talk to my friends or I like talk to you about ideas and I'm like, okay, what are we, what are we working on and what do we do next? Or how do I go from one project to the next project or an idea will come up or a grant or a kind of a, um, a proposal for 
for something or a new open call. And that often motivates me to start something mm-hmm. new. Yeah. Look for external resources and, and drive. I mean, I think that's really great. I think, you know, one thing that you, you said that uh, it kind of depresses me a little bit, but I don't know, you know, like it, just in this, like, what's next, what's going on, what's this, what's that, you know? And we've talked a lot about, um, oh, I forget the phrase. Why do I always, it always like runs out of my head the moment I go to say it, but, um, uh, progress of dysmorphia, you know, or like, um, achievement dysmor- dysmorphia or like whatever, when we're in these positions of like hyper creativity and hyper achievement, like, you know, kind of like we are because we run these creative spaces and we work creatively. And like, that's like where we are all the time. Um, is that you don't get a lot of time to just like stop and reflect on, you know, what a great achievement it is that we, that we did this thing or whatever, you know, that we pulled it off, that we installed the show that we installed the show, we put up the labels and we pulled off a private dinner in the span of 24 hours, you know, stuff like that. Like you're just like, okay, what's next? Okay. The opening's next. Okay. Oh, we have a comedy show in between. Oh, okay. Then we have marketplace. Oh, okay. And then, you know, like, I think, I think it, it can be really tricky and really hard to, to stay out of that fearful place of, oh, I'm going to not be relevant or, you know, we're not going to continue to be profitable or whatever, um, with that, like what's next attitude. And so, you know, I think that can be, that can be just like a natural maybe causer of the, of a creative block or, or a creative burnout is like the moment that you get to do that. You do something that you say like, okay, now what's next. And then you're like, I don't know. My last idea was this thing. Now, you know, so. Yeah. It's like that cliffhanger we've talked about a couple of times where we think like we're as good as our last project or something like that too, where you're like, that's also a scary place to get into instead of being like, Oh, the next or what could come up next, living in freedom of that, not in the workaholic kind of mode could be really great too. Um, yeah. Living in what's next can be really hard. <laughs> it yeah. can get, it's like that time where you said that you were pre tired about the work week. And I think about that a lot because it's easy to think when things are set up and you're like, Oh, I'm pre tired already for the workload that's coming up because it's going to be exhausting. But I wonder how, yeah, how do we live not in like perfectly reflective in each moment, but having to look forward because you can't not be looking forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you also can't be afraid of hard work, you know, like I think that's something that we talk about in the restaurant all the time and in the restaurant industry all the time is, you know, working a restaurant service, like unless it is a private party where you know exactly how many people are coming in and pretty much exactly what to expect, even though that still has like its own elements, like the, the wild and exciting part about working in restaurants is that it's, you just, you can't predict it. You can't predict what people are going to do, what they're going to say, how many people are going to come in, what they're going to order. You know, there's certain restrictions, but also there's not, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a wild ride. And to constantly be dismayed that at some point you're going to work your ass off for the night is like not just like not setting yourself up for success. If every night you're like, it popped off and I I got totally trampled and I can't believe it on a Saturday night, no less. Like, you know, then you're just like not setting yourself up for success. And so 
I think in my creative burnout times, that's when I can get more and more like next week is so busy when it's like, this is what I worked hard to do. You know, it's not like next week is so busy because I'm flying to bumfuck Ohio or whatever to have a meeting with a client about their cornflakes that I'm making a marketing ad for or whatever, you know, like I'm doing a thing in my gallery with some, you know, like of, of events that I curated. So I think that's hard to, to remember that, like, it's not like every day you have to like be fake happy or like put on, you know, whatever, but, um, you know, also just like taking a moment to be like, everything's crazy. This is hard. I'm a little burned out, but like, for the coolest stuff. Lucky me, you know? So yeah, there is a little gratitude in this time, in this period. Yeah. Yeah. A gratitude element that I don't know if we celebrate gratitude enough, I think in the context of our worlds, like, are we celebrating with each other when things happen in a way that is meaningful? Like, I think we should celebrate that we installed that show and then had a dinner within 24 hours like that's huge especially with this like show Jennifer Warren's show Matters of the Dark feels such like a a monumental moment for the Martin too because these paintings are huge and the show is like really big and it feels really just like awesome Mm -hmm. and so I think it's so easy to get caught up in the next thing instead of celebrating it takes time and energy and intentionality to celebrate and sometimes we're so busy we don't have time to kind of do that yeah exactly Yeah. And, you know, I'm taking a lot of that into consideration in approaching next year and how I want to approach the space next year and events next year and flips between shows next year. And, you know, in general, I want to slow down the process. Um, But yeah, it's also, it's like that little bit of like capitalistic mindset that's like constantly eating the back of your brain. And it's like, well, if you have nothing in the space for a week, because you're going to take a little bit of luxury time to flip shows, like, well, then you're missing out. Then the other weeks better be like, you know, so trying to uh, put focus on other areas, I guess, or make, I don't know, more passive income or something, blah, blah, blah. Now we're just going off on how to keep a business running. But um, yeah, I think, I think trying to, I think burnout, no matter what, no matter how slow you live your life or no matter whatever, like it's inevitable in, in some way at some time and some change of a season. But I do think that, you know, you and I both have a lot more control over our life than maybe we allow ourselves to uh, put into action. <laughs> so <laughs> totally maybe in the next season we can have some, I mean, shout outs are like gratitude moments of kind of reflection of getting to glorify something that maybe has been like, I think shout outs have been so some of them have been really quote unquote small and like this coffee or this moment we had together or really big, like this Danny Dorothy fashion show and this team. So I think it has been like a time of reflecting every week. I'm like, who, what am I grateful for over the week to put into the podcast? So I think that's a cool practice that we've put into place. Yeah. Um, what other things do you, I don't think often it's a doing that gets us out of a creative block either. Sometimes I think it's just like a being or like a season or a time that has to pass, but are there other, are there specific things that you do to kind of get out of burnout or to reimagine where you're at? Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm in a period where I need to, or not, I need to, but I, I'm either lacking in ideas or motivation um, or excitement or whatever, I think, Um, you know, one of the more self-indulgent things that I put on the list is like truly reflecting on the work that I've done so far. Like, I think almost taking that, um, 
you know, this like progress dysmorphia, like uh, in a delayed, re- in a delayed way of like going through and seeing like, oh shit, I, I do do this. And I do, you know, I have done this and, and whatever. Um, I think it, it can be a little bit of a trap, especially if you're like, I've done my best work, you know, like already, but I, I find that sometimes I can like hype myself up with what I have achieved. And I think part of the reason that, you know, I love Instagram so much is it is because it is this like visual scrapbook essentially of achievements. And so sometimes I'll just like, I'll just like scroll back through like the Martin's Instagram page just to see like different events or different, you know, artists or just like whatever, even from the last year, you know, I've been like, oh yeah, this was cool. Oh, oh shit. I never talked to this person about this idea or whatever. And so that can be a little jog of a memory or even just like, wow, like I was looking for, um, a photo of the space yesterday and looking through just like old, just like full on space photos and really for the first time in, in a long time, like realized how much I have, like I have settled into the space and how much more just like life is in the space now, you know, just like hanging those shelves and putting up the plant life and stuff. I'm like, wow, there's so much more like vibrancy and color and like, like literal life to this space than before, before it was just kind of like a shell and we'd bring art in and there was nothing wrong with that. But this is, it's much more of like my environment, like a little more, uh, you know, just like little elements of like, here's the thing that I bought from the marketplace or here's, you know, something that somebody left or here's the, the queer art book that Emma gave me, you know, like stuff like that, like that, it just feels a little more like, like that. So that, that makes me feel good. Um, Going like putting through. personality, like there's personality in this space. It's not just like a white cube. Right. Exactly. Um, and being able to reflect on that, right. Instead of, because I walk into that space every day and just like looking at yourself in the mirror every day, like every single day, unless you have like a new pimple or whatever, like you're not going to be like, <laughs> you've changed, you know, like, it's just, you look back at pictures and you're like, holy shit. Um, and you know, so I think, I think that's, that's a cool thing to do is like literally go through your camera roll, go through your Instagram feeds. Um, I think a big thing is go through your portfolio. Also, this is a great time for you to update your portfolio. Uh, you know, I've been thinking right now I'm, while I'm in this a little bit of a creative burnout space and my schedule is lightening up a little bit, like as I've, as I've reflected in the last couple of episodes, I have not touched my portfolio really at all since quarantine. <laughs> um, and I've done a thing or two in the last year and a half or year plus since I've been out of quarantine and back in the, uh, in the space. And really all I've updated is like the 63, 63 days project, which I still haven't like wrapped up properly on the website. So, you know, take a little time to like, look at what you've done and take a little bit of extra time to like gather those materials to show them in a beautiful way And it's a little bit of patting yourself on your back, reminding yourself that your brain isn't empty of ideas and that all you're doing is setting yourself up for the future. So that's, that's a couple of tricks, uh, that, that I like to pull out. Do you ever do that? You have a great portfolio and you stay on top of your portfolio, which is great. Thank you. I tried to, it does, it does make me feel like I get to add a new thing on my website. This is so fun. Um, and I think, I don't know, going to art school, my professors were always like, your project's not done until it's on your website. And once it's on your website, it's old. And you're like, Ooh, that's like a pressure. 
I try to relieve myself of that pressure. I think it just, I think the website makes me feel like it's a fun place for things to live. So yeah, I try to keep it updated and I try, I need to work on my Squarespace a little bit. My, I have like a limited pages number. I think maybe it's the tier that I'm on of subscription. And so I always have to make decisions on like what I'll keep and what I'll get rid of, which Mm. is always like a moment of like, oh no, is it too, is 2015 too old of a project to have on my website? Um, I would say yes. Cool. I'm just so proud of it. (laughs) I know. I know. But it's just like, you know, like I'm no longer going to be telling people that I worked at Groupon, you know, and that was more like 2010, but also, if somebody was like, tell me about your day-to-day at Groupon, I'd be like, mm, I don't remember, you know, like. <laughs> what was my day-to-day at Groupon? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm fast to say that, but I think, I think if it's something that still reflects the core work of what you're doing um, and what you could like create in the future, like, otherwise nobody's going to go back that far, you know, like if you submitted for something for me, for example, like I may go through two or three projects just to like get a feel of what you're, of what you're doing, but I'm not going to go back down that low. But if you need it, you know, maybe, maybe you set up your own private thing. Also, you could, you could, maybe you should start grouping your projects by, by year or by, um, you know, uh, subject matter. That's not the right. What am I saying? Like, uh, yeah, they're grouped right now by like performance video like by medium which is interesting so yeah I don't know but I think it's very fun to keep the like cv part alive and to um I try to update it when I do a new thing because it helps I think because the performance art part helps me reflect on like the story which I'm not like a big person I'm like I love story or storytelling I think that's like not my strong suit I think it's more so this place of reflection to say what happened in the, in the performance and then what happened, how do I like have the elevator pitch for the performance moving forward? And I reflect a little bit on one or two interactions from each performance to talk about them as they move forward. And then they propel me to make new projects. So it, it does feel like a part of the process to put it on the website. So it's kind of like the online journal or the, yeah, the reflective Instagram kind of scrapbooky situation but yeah. yeah I do I could use a re a rehaul on my website so maybe I'll hire you to do that no thank you <laughs> um I Guys, mean I'm quarantine ha- she she redid so many websites I did and and that it was great it was great for me I mean it gave me something to do all day long um but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've talked a lot before about how it feels good to get tasks done and tasks that you know how to get done. The hardest thing is thinking up a new project, taking the new, the next steps. And that's that's like when I sat Zoe down yesterday and I'm like, I'm going to tell you, let, I just need you to talk to me about this thing because like I just can't seem to like take these steps to make this happen. And, you know, I think this has happened with a few projects this year. You know, I have this very specific dinner series in mind. And we've taken some steps to like talk to a few people about it. And, you know, if if I like start a Pinterest board about it, if I do something like it makes me feel like, oh, I've initiated the project, I should do it. And then, and then if you just keep hitting this wall, you're where you're like, I can't, I can't move forward in this. Like, it's so hard to let go of, you know, and especially in 
like our positions where we do so much work for other people or, you know, build so much space for other people and opportunity for other people that I feel like I'm constantly letting myself down when really I just need to, at at least in this point in this chapter, like I just need to make space for the stuff that comes a little more, maybe a little more easily, or maybe I just, that, that I can just execute a little easier on my own. Like, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to like make that decision and feel like a, it's not a quote unquote failure and B that I'm not like totally bumming people out, especially if I've been like, Hey, I have this cool idea and I kind of want to do it. And other people are like, yeah, you know, and start to buy in. And then I'm like, actually, it's not going to (laughs) happen. You know, like that sucks. It is hard to know when the accountability makes sense. Like, do you share with someone to keep them so they keep you accountable and then they're like, what about that project, you know, or yeah, or are you doing, yeah, or do you share an, an activity or an idea in the hopes of it budding or dying? You know, I think there's something in that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about a brain trust. So in Pixar, uh, when they create movies, they have this thing called the brain trust and they make the movie eight times before they release like a final film in Pixar. If you all could see Whitney's face right now. (laughs) Okay. Do you, I'm going to ask you questions that you may not know. Do they make one film and then edit it eight times or they make eight different, eight completely different versions of the film? I think they make eight completely different versions of the film, different endings or they're, yeah, they're making. Wow. Right. And then in some edits like the minor it becomes minor edits maybe towards the end but um yeah but they bring it towards the brain trust and there's like rules within the brain trust on like how to talk about the project that's very like trustworthy and kind and not like like critiquing for the sake of being better than someone else or something and I I always think about that where I'm like who are the people in my life that are a part of my brain trust that I can just like bring active like bring I don't know I keep saying activities but bring like ideas maybe because my work is so active but like bringing ideas to them and them saying like okay what's the how are they yes anding it to the next kind of step and sometimes it does bring like weeding out what doesn't need to be present or whenever they come up with like a a pushback. I'm like, no, 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 actually, I really want to do it. And in this direction, and I'm going to go this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, that's, that's what I'm kind of envisioning around this figurines team. And, <clears throat> you know, a lot in kind of in, in this, in considering like ditching this, this one project um, is, is so I can continue to put more emphasis on actually making figurines happen, you know, which is, my project that I've already performed a couple of times, it's like shaping up. You should see the notes app in my phone. Um, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> the story ideas y'all are weird. Um, and so it's all about like kind of doubling down on my own personal project instead of like these other kind of fun, funky projects or whatever, which, you know, it's, it's hard also to be like, know everything I'm going to actually put this full belief in myself in this project, but, um, you know, what, what I want to do. And I've talked to, again, I've talked to a couple people and then I'm, I'm like, I'll get back to you whenever I'm able to like do it. But 
is to invite in a couple of those like trusted people who are already like in, in the natural quote unquote brain trust, and then kind of make a call for people who potentially want to be in that for the project moving forward and really help push it forward in this way. You know, I, I have, sometimes I have a challenge with like, you know, trying to re-engage some like people from my past, which nothing is, is wrong with that. But again, as, as we've reflected, like in the last few episodes, not everybody is like still interested or has the time or has the skills or has whatever to do like the sort of art that they, that they did five years ago, you know? And, um, so to, to engage with new people, learn how to, you know, trust them and kind of have them prove themselves artistically and with their, like with their own ideas, um, I think is a really interesting way to kick off a project instead of just being like, well, I'm just going to pull in people from my past or kind of just try to do this like really super shoestring or whatever. So, um, I think building a team around you is, is a great response to creative blocks and creative burnout. So almost absolutely necessary. Oh, a hundred percent. And especially bringing in people creatively who are not in a block. Mm -hmm. I think that they inspire you to kind of, I feel like sometimes when I'm sad in my studio or like don't know what to do. I just walk around the different floors of the Joe B and I'm like, people are doing really cool work. Like you can feel the kind of vibrations of the energy and that inspires me to, to do more and not in like a, yeah, you have to do to succeed kind of way, but in a, oh yeah, this reminds me of the passion of why people make art and that it's different and the process and the product are really cool and that it's a privilege to get to do this mm-hmm. instead of having to do it for like an outcome um, which I, I don't know, I wrote down that like revisiting museums or galleries with the lens of like research is kind of like a really cool also way that I get out of a creative block is kind of seeing what's out there and seeing who else is kind of doing work. Yeah. It's a good reminder, as you said, as you've said before, you know, and as we've talked about on here that like art is anything and everything, right? Because I think you can get really stuck in like your version of art or your version of what you want to create or whatever. And then when you go see something different, you're like, oh yeah, it could be anything. (laughs) So I think that sometimes helps, sometimes hurts, but, but yeah, definitely getting out. Um, you know, I started, I started reading a new book this morning and there was just this like very simple line about how, when people travel, um, they wake up and, they like, they actually like pay attention to, you know, because you're not, you're not in your routine. You're not just in your like, "Mm, I know where to go. I know what to do sort of thing. And I think, you know, traveling is, is definitely like a great way to, to literally wake your brain up. Um, And even if that's not like, like fully traveling, traveling, um, leaving your neighborhood, you know, in Chicago, we have so many vibrant, vibrant neighborhoods, but we often just hang out in the same neighborhoods um, traveling to different neighborhoods, different galleries, different artistic expressions, period, you know, I think can really, can really get, get your brain flowing. And even if it doesn't result in like, uh, you know, coming up with the next best idea, all it's going to do is kind of like, you know, lubricate the brain a little bit in the, in the creative sector. I love the idea of like, if you're a painter, like go see dance. If you're, an immersive artist like go see 
sculpture. Like, you know, like having that crossover of mediums, I think does help even if it doesn't immediately strike something incredible. I think it's a reminder that anything is possible in this really cool way. And I think it, it brings, it like breeds collaboration in a beautiful kind of expression. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I put down, go to the movies, you know, that's obviously my, uh, something that, that I think is really important to me. Um, and, you know, creatively, I think like just moving your body in general is, is good for Mm. you. And I often get like my best ideas, um, either taking a shower or taking a walk. So one is a little more active than the other, but you know, the shower is a great environment to, uh, to just kind of think. And so that always works for me or, or taking a walk like around the neighborhood or, you know, I don't, I usually don't, I don't walk with like headphones in or anything. And so, um, really just taking some time to, to let yourself notice people's houses and their gardens and, you know, the cute dogs and all the things and, and kind of see like where that, that brain and body connection, like it's going, I think is, is always, always a good idea. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. I also wrote down, get inspired by research or reading. And so I would say like, go to your local library and just like browse the art section with no kind of real agenda. I think that's always really fun to see what's out there or your local kind of used bookstore to see what books are kind of available. Mm -hmm. Or if there's research that you're like, oh, I really want to know about that artist I saw in that museum or that gallery or if you listen to any of our bop rounds and you're like, hmm, I want to know what they're talking about. Just like researching like missions and visions and values of different organizations always like helps me kind of get into a new space. I also wrote down revisiting old ideas I've put away for a rainy day. Um, can be helpful to just go back to your own bank of stuff, whether you have like a journal of ideas or if you're like a notes person or if you write yourself emails or text yourself or whatever is kind of revisiting those spaces because I don't know when I coach people and they're like, I went back to my archives and then was re-inspired by myself. And I'm like, Whoa, that's like a really powerful moment when you can just kind of be re-inspired by your own work that you put in six months ago or two months ago on the Google drive. And you're like, look at all this stuff that I've written down and let me revisit this script or let me revisit this poem. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really powerful. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think this, this like doubles down on the idea of like going back through your own portfolio, even though that's stuff that you have accomplished. Um, yeah, I like to go back through my notebooks and stuff. Um, often not only to like revive myself of ideas, but then also to see, uh, you know, when I've brainstormed projects that resulted in the project being like, oh, wow, like so much of this brainstorm, like came to fruition. That's cool. Um, and just like, yeah, reproving to yourself that you can do it because often I think these are, these are just challenging times where you're like, oh, it's over for me. Um, yeah, definitely going back through. So I keep, uh, I do a lot of like physical brainstorming in my notebooks and then I, uh, just keep a notes app going all the time. So with, just with like random thoughts, thoughts that you get right before you're going to sleep. Um, I've kept a whole, I, I now, like I said, have a whole uh, list of figurines ideas, like story ideas and stuff. Um, and then sometimes you're like, what does this phrase mean? Who knows, <laughs> you know? And Oh my gosh, that happens to me all the time where I'm like, what did I mean when I wrote that down? 
Right. The best. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That's a, that's great advice. Um, I also put down, you know, I think this is a good opportunity to kind of either have those conversations with someone else or with yourself of like, if money, time, space, travel, everything, if there was no limitations, like what would you make and what would you build? And just think like, gigantically think ridiculously like just go off the walls and think about stuff that maybe you never would be able to create in your wildest dreams and then just see like what like little elements of that you know like okay why do I want to create a 10-foot sculpture in the middle of the desert you know and like what what about that? Okay. Does do, maybe I just want, maybe I'm just feeling like I want to work bigger. Okay. So what does that look like? And how can I achieve that in a smaller, like a, a more uh, just pull offable way, like in my life, I think something like that, like big, big, big fantasies um, can always be, can always be just, just a fun exercise and, and maybe spark a little bit of inspiration that you can scale down. I love that. I think that's a really good I know as you were talking, I was just like dreaming for like three seconds about a project that I think about all the time that I'm like, if I had so much money, I would definitely do this project. So um, do you want to tell us? Sure, I can tell you. So I started it in 2019. And so I have like four, three or four photos of this like performance documentation that I've shown like at the Joby and I've shown at a couple other spaces, which is really cool. But essentially, I want to celebrate past places that I've that have been significant to me and like all the places I've lived. Um, and I want to throw up like a handful of glitter and take a picture with a disposable camera and capture kind of what that place was. But so many of the places have changed. And so what does that look like whenever, you know, the door of your first apartment looks different now than it did when you lived there, but the memories are still kind of present. Um, and I, I mean, I've lived in so many different places that it would take so much money to just like travel and developing film takes so much. But I think it would just be cool to have this performance where you're celebrating with like a handful of confetti about what the place used to mean to you and what it means now and places that you forget even on the list that until you go to that space and you're like, oh, yeah, this one time when we went to Taco Bell, it was really important to me and I want to document that, you know, <laughs> or I think here in Chicago, it's like, yeah, the door of the Martin, like the Martin or like split rail or other places that I'm like, these things have been significant and how much time and space matters to then have the proper perspective to look back at the place. And so I spent two years, I think everyone knows I spent like two years in Turkey and I hadn't been back. I, I like left the program in 2017 and then went back in 2019 for a wedding and did this performance while I was there. And so I used like a whole roll of film and I photographed, I like didn't even photograph all the places I wanted to on the roll, but the places I got, I think were really spectacular. And I was like, I'm brilliant. This project is awesome. (laughs) So I just want to continue it. Hell yeah. Well, I love it. Let's, I support it. Let's, let's grow it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's grant worthy stuff that I just need to like find the right kind of venue and put together the deck and stuff. Yeah. Um, But for a moment I was like, wow, it'd be really cool to show it like at the Martin or something to show it like beautifully framed and stuff. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, What else is on your list? 
you know, those were the main things. I think I said them all. Cool. Talking to friends really does. I was talking to some students on campus, like I said at the top of the episode uh, yesterday about like, what's your muse? Mm. And I was, someone asked me what mine was. And I was like, I think conversation is definitely mm. my muse where I just love so many of my performances or, or projects have just sparked from like a one line in a conversation. And so I think when I get sad or creatively um, out of practice or have a block, just the more and more like normal conversations I have about what's going on in people's lives or kind of the vulnerable, deep heart to hearts, I get really inspired. Yeah, that's great. I've never thought of it like, what's my muse? Um, the world. <laughs> Say it again. The world, just the world. The world is my muse. Yeah. It's such an artist thing to say. <laughs> I know. It's so dumb. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the only, the only other thing that I had on here that we haven't really touched on is to like, is to try a brand new thing. Ooh. Um, and I think, you know, even like whatever that looks like, and you know, we, we just mentioned like go to something or go witness something like outside of your creative realm or whatever. But I do think like actually physically like getting your hands or body or whatever into a new thing, um, I think can definitely spark, you know, how either, either if you loved it, how you can integrate it into your practice. If you hated it, you know, it can double you down on why you love what you do. Um, and I think, you know, I, I really struggled when I was starting to consider leaving like the, the storefront theater world with what I would quote unquote do next, because I really felt like I had, I mean, I literally like went to college for theater and after like five years of doing it in the real world was basically like, well, this isn't really like the experience that I wanted to have. And it's not really like taking off and like, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's not fulfilling me in the way that, that I want. Um, and it was so intimidating because I really felt like I had to find myself as this one thing and life is so long. And it wasn't until really, I went to the Whitney on my like 2018, 2019, 2018, I guess, uh, solo trip to New York, that it was this artist, like career retrospective that I was like, oh, you can do so many things, you know, and you should be reinventing yourself. Like, I think that was really freeing to me. So I think keeping in mind that you can reinvent yourself at any time, you can try something super new and it doesn't have to be what you do forever. You have your same toolbox to fall back on. Um, you know, and I think, I think maybe I'm a little bit in that period right now of like redefining exactly what the art is that I, that I do, like at, at least in this moment, you know, and I do really love when artists, when I talk to artists about what they make and they, they, they begin by saying like, well, what I'm working on right now, or like lately, you know, I, you know, historically I do this, but like lately I've been doing this. And I love those conversations because I think that, that makes them very self-aware of this like change that they're going through or this cool experiment that they're having. Um, 
And so I think just remembering that, remembering that, you know, you, what you do can change and shift and, and really like transition with, with your life. And if anything, it, it probably should a little bit because we don't stay the same, right? Even if we continue to have those skills. So I do love that. I love like the, I think what you said earlier is sinking in a little bit deeper too, that connects to this about like connecting your mind and your body to something new, whether that's like on a walk with no headphones or yeah, trying a new thing. I just keep thinking like, if you don't do something physical, I think so, so much of my work is like not making tangible objects. And I'm like, oh, well, what it look, and I'm so bad at it, that it'd be like, what if I just started making ceramics for fun, you know, or like something practical that kind of keeps you moving that would make creativity. Sometimes you just need to have a product that you're finishing that helps yeah. you move on to the next thing. And when you're blocked on your own work, it's helpful to be like, I made three plates and now I can bust out a performance, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking of Groupon, <laughs> when I worked at Groupon, so I- this episode is sponsored by Groupon. Groupon. Co- promo code, current situation. Um, you can actually buy a Groupon to be a part of our podcast. No, I wish. No, I don't. Um, I I was, I, I lived my youth and my college life into the first couple of years that I lived here as not a physical person. I did not work out. I did not consider myself an athletic person. I did not consider myself really a person. I consider myself, I, I was constantly a ha ha, I don't move my body type person. And I went through theater school. And so, you know, could have, should have done something more there. I don't know. But um, I had a coworker who was so passionate about hot yoga and just loved it so much and was also like, just kind of like a normal person, not like, you look at them and you're like, okay, I can, I am, you're, you're so like, your body is so unrelatable. You know what I mean? Like those type of fit people, <laughs> this was just like a normal person. And so, but she just, she loved hot yoga so much and would just, and went a few times a week that I was so curious. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. And I went to a student, a class with her. I did one class and it was okay. And then I'm like, I'll do this again. Um, and I ate so many so Trader Joe's, this is a gross story. I'm, here we go. Continue. Trader, I'm like, please, I need to know what happened. I'm like on the edge of my seat. Trader Joe's makes these dark chocolate dipped. I think they're like dried berries or something. Just this like healthy snack or whatever, quote unquote. And I had, I had like a bag of them at work and I was hungry, but I was going to this yoga class. So I thought, I thought, well, it's basically like fruit. So it's fine. And I just like housed a ton of them and then went to this hot yoga class, not being an athletic person, never have taken them before. Um, I barfed so much in the bathroom. <laughs> I got through class and then I was like, boop, 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 bah. um, but it was like, it was also like the start to my physical journey. Um, I'm proud to say I no longer house a whole bunch of candy before I do anything like that. Um, but it, it just, it opened this whole door for me that I was like, if I can literally go through this, get sick because I made this terrible choice for myself and then still want to go back because it's, it is such like a physical and mental challenge, like something's happening here. And so I continued to go to that studio for a little while, which led to different hot yoga studios. And then eventually led me to class pass, which class pass I don't know if they're still around, but um, 
you know, that opportunity to go and constantly try out new workouts was such a gift to me. And, um, you know, we literally have museum passes at our libraries that you can sign up for and check out and go to the museums for free. And so, you know, use a museum pass like you would class pass, like just go. Um, so yeah, I mean, all that to say, like that really changed my life and made me a very different person. And, uh, you know, I think makes me a better performer, makes me, uh, literally able to physically sustain this work. Um, and you know, you never know, you never know like what you're going to try and how it's going to change your life, even if it isn't directly informing a hundred percent of what you're creating or doing, you know? Totally. I love that. Yeah. I need to, I feel like I'm always like, I want to be stronger physically to do more strenuous performance work (laughs) or to like, you know, when you have to like stand for eight hours, that like takes stamina that I want to build, um, through connection of body and mind and physicality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of it. So, so much of it is so physical, you know, and, and Zoe and I forget this being one, the type of people that we are, where we're just like, whatever it takes to get it done, you know? And if that means like not eating, doing the thing, being up, being tired, throwing coffee at our faces, like, you know, we just do it. And then a lot of people are like, I'm tired and I'm hungry. And we're like, get over it, you know, like, and then we're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not good for yourself and your body eat and rest, you know? So, um, but we have literally trained ourselves from being on our feet for ever and, you know, working out and taking care of our bodies, like to some degree, I guess, but yeah, it's like, sometimes you literally have to train for this. I mean, you know, this Midwest art fair, we're going to see, it's going to be three days. It's going to be a lot of, you know, like I can't, like I bet a teacher would be much better. I, I think a teacher could last longer than than I'm going to be able to last on this Midwest fair. And I can't believe I'm finishing the weekend with figurines. Um, but you know, that's like, that's a muscle you have to build to like stand up and entertain and keep it going like all day, every day. Ugh, bless teachers. I have nothing to say because I could never. Absolutely not. Not at all. No, but you know. We're, we're lucky to have them. Truly. Well, good luck with getting out of your creative, wherever you, you are in your creative block. That's both to you, Denissa, to me and to our listeners. So, (laughs) um, I think it's also just, it's a, it's a practice of constantly kind of checking in with yourself and, and giving yourself a little bit of break when you're in these tough times. So share with us what y'all do to get out of your creative blocks or creative burnouts. We'd love to hear it. Yes, please do. Um, what are your shout outs this week? Um, I just have, well, I have two shout outs this week. One, I want to shout out the Shore family again for hosting us, for being so great, uh, for traveling, for coming to see the show and, you know, just generally being um, a really rad family. I'm excited to be officially joining you uh, whenever we planned a wedding. Um, and then the second shout out I want to give is to the lesbian bar project. So the lesbian bar project was developed, um, I believe during the quarantine period, if not shortly before, 
basically to bring awareness to the fact that our the lesbian bars in our country were rapidly dwindling. Um, I think there was something like maybe like 200 lesbian bars like in the 80s throughout the country and in 2019, 2020, when they started the Lesbian Bar Project, there were like 15. So, um, yeah, Whoa. yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it comes, it comes with a lot, you know, a ton of, a ton of reasons. Um, I think the sexuality spectrum has been a lot more fluid. And so you may see more just like queer spaces and sub specifically lesbian spaces. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, We've talked about this a million times in our city, but you know the popularity of a place like Boys Town. There's not a lot of room for lesbian bars, and like lesbians get a bad rap of being like once they you haul up with each other, then they don't go out anymore and whatever. I ran into a couple of uh, lesbians in the neighborhood who were like, "Why aren't you coming into Dorothy? Come on, we reopened," and I was like, "You know, we reopened as a lesbian bar." Um, and they were, and I was like, "So we're meeting all the lesbians in the city," and they said, "What? Can you count them on one hand?" And I was like, no, no, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. Um, so I think that, you know, just it, it's it's just a bad rap that like lesbians just like don't go out anymore after they shack up. But so we opened this beautiful space. We reopened officially as a lesbian bar and we got connected with the Lesbian Bar Project, who their whole mission is to help grow the lesbian bar scene. Um so from when they began, it was like 14, 15 bars or whatever. We're now up to, I think we were number 23 or 24. So, you know, it's growing slowly. Um, but we got listed on their website. We talked to a couple of people who are um, associated with the bar project. Um, and it has gotten us so much exposure already and a couple of uh, forthcoming opportunities. So Thank you to the Lesbian Bar Project for existing. It is such a resource. Um, we're going to be specifically using it as a resource whenever we go out of town to make sure that we are hitting up the lesbian bars. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, they define lesbian bar as a space that is welcoming to basically anyone on the spectrum. So on the queer spectrum, that is. Um, and yeah, it's just exciting to be a part of. And it's it's such an important resource. So follow, like, visit, etc. That's super cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would like to shout out, I wrote down a few, but I will okay. narrow them down. No, um, do as many as you want. Shout out for the rest of your life. I don't care. I also would like to shout out to the engagement party. It was very fun and um, very sweet. And the Shores house is impeccable. That's really nice. I didn't find the skeleton, which I was bummed about. Oh, Nobody knows where it is. We'll find it again. We'll find it again. And then I would also like to shout out Art School, which is an art and faith group that I attend that meets like twice a month. It's really fun. I felt like the last art school was like a very vulnerable time talking about projects and uh, space, which I think is just really important to have that kind of, yeah, brain trust or brain trust adjacent people that are encouraging you in your work and creating space for you to be vulnerable. And then... My last one I'll say is Echo and Pilsen. It's this market that happens like right on 18th street where they close like the part by the pink line and they have like a bunch of like Echo means like made in Pilsen basically in Spanish. And it was like a bunch of um, like BIPOC artists and makers 
just like represented in all these like tents with like hats and t-shirts and woven pieces it was like super cool and we just like happened upon it uh last weekend and so shout out to them and their the work they're doing I think the Pilsen art community I will look up what exactly the organization that puts it on is but they're really awesome and do a lot of really cool work here in Pilsen amazing and we'll link to it in the show notes so you can learn as well but that's great I, I assume it's just like a nice weather summertime thing, probably. I think it is a nice weather summertime thing. Cool. Awesome. Well, those are all a great collection of shout outs. Thank you. Yes. Uh, well, as always, love chatting with you. Uh, looking forward to one more themed episode next week. Little Midwest episode after that. And then taking a little bit of a break for uh, for season one, going into season two. This will be a great a great way to uh, to work up our own creative brain muscles as well so we can bring you the best season two yet. Exactly. I'm so excited. Thanks for chatting with me today and for being you. It matters in the world. Oh, ditto so much. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.